0: Hey guys, welcome back to the day podcast. We are continuing our conversation with Kyle from episode 13. And in this episode, we're gonna be talking about what he has learned over his time being a podcast host, what he has learned to grow his podcast and his future goals with the podcast and what kind of audience he can reach. Hey guys, listen in, you really don't wanna miss this episode. All right, let's get into it. I also wanna kinda get into the podcasting because you are my first guest as a fellow host. And there are a lot of different nuances to it, a lot of uh, different things that people don't understand about podcasting that they have to do. So from your experiences being a host, what have you learned about just producing a podcast episode?
1: Um, I wanted to start off with like, um, like the technical aspect of like a recording, edit it yeah. and all the sound related stuff. But I realized like, I did learn a lot, but then I think in the grand scheme, I think that's the, that's the part where I learned the least to be honest. Mm. Like, I think I learned so much more outside of those areas that yes. I feel like are way more beneficial at the end of the day for myself. Not just with the podcast, but just life in general. Like one of those things would be like networking.
0: Yes. It, it,
1: it's, I didn't think I would learn about networking, but as I began to like uh, interview people that I don't know, like, of course, at the beginning with every podcast, you get people that you know, like friends, to come on and talk, and for because it's easy. But then once you exhaust those friends, you have to find, <laughs> especially if you're an interview type podcast, you know, yeah. find people to talk to. Yeah. And they might not be someone that you know or like uh, you're connected to through, through friends or whatnot. So I learned like how to reach out to people. And then the most important part that I learned would be how to continue those relationships for the most part that is authentic, that is honest and like keeping up with them and like, like catching up, that kind of thing. Because for the most part, I was really, really bad. Oh, I still am really bad with that in my personal life. It's not my strong suit. Mm. But with this podcast, it made me realize like it's very important. It's actually not that hard to do if I really yeah. tried. Like, but before it was like, I felt like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like I'll reach out to people when I feel like it. But now it's like, I really should catch up with them whenever I could remember or like when I, uh, you know, thought of them. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, I thought about my friend, but like, oh, I'll just message them next time when it comes out again. But now like with the podcast, like every time I see a previous guest do something great, I'll be like, oh, good job. I saw something, that kind of thing. That's what I learned most, I think. Like the networking part, like of course the technical aspect, I get more like, no, knowledgeable and like oh what i need to do technical stuff wise or like how to edit or like uh putting out content like the strategy behind it and all that stuff but i feel like those i don't take as like most important i think the building of relationship and yeah. like like maintaining it right? because right now i still talk to a lot of my previous guests like some i became i think i could say friends with and then some are like i keep contact with that you know we could develop even a better relationship if we wanted to take that
0: role. That's true. That's true. And I agree. I think podcasting, it makes you really be, especially if you're an interview type of platform type of podcast, you have to reach out to people to kind of promote your podcast for them to come on and and spark that interest. And also learn about them because you don't want to do a bad job on their behalf, not doing what they're investing about. Because you have to have some sort of interest on why you have to, why you want to interview them, right? Um, and you have to do your job of kind of understanding the background pre-podcast to do a good job or during the podcast. So I think you're 100% right. I think that's one of the main critical benefits of podcasting, especially if you're a host. You have to understand some people, things about them, how to interview them, uh, for them to be comfortable like we are, uh, to get to a point where we're just having a fluid conversation, um, and also following up with them and reaching out to different people, which um, honestly it wasn't my strongest suit either. So I 100% agree there. But also, I think I didn't realize how hard it would be to edit and the, the time it get, goes into that. But that's more technical aspects of it.
1: And I think for me with this podcast, I think the the Another thing that I learned is like people are willing to share if you give them the opportunity to. So you don't have to worry whether or not like they want to talk to you. Like if we make it where it's, you say it's about them. We want to know their story. We want them to talk. Mm -hmm. Then more likely than not, they'd be willing to share. Yeah. Especially if they um, can see that your platform or your podcast specifically is about what they are interested in right. like say your podcast is about like like health and fitness and if you reach out to someone maybe they're really big on conspiracy theory <laughs> and then you reach out to them i don't think they'll be that inclined to regardless of like yeah. how big you are because it yeah. doesn't make sense for them and yeah. also it doesn't make sense for the podcast right yeah. so i think you really gotta like in the process of like try to build your podcast have a bigger audience, you got to find the right types of people that you connect with that you bring on. Because at least very early on, I didn't know how to like specifically create like who I want to bring on. Like, I feel like I did do a pretty good job, but at the same time, I feel like I could have done better where initially it was like anyone that reached out to me and be like, Oh, I'm interested in telling the story. I would right away be like, Oh, let's talk. And then, record something and all that stuff but now it's i'm not saying i'm being more picky but i'm being more intentional about who or like i only put out feelers of like oh i want someone of some certain expertise to come on and talk Mm -hmm. that kind of thing rather be like oh if you have a story to tell come 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 on the podcast i would love to have you that kind of thing that's what i did in the beginning where but now i'd be like more meticulous of like oh certain topics or like uh any kind of topics I want to talk about, then if I know that person, then I'll just reach out to them right away.
0: Yeah, I think that's something I went through as well. Like you can't interview everyone and everyone. Like you got like obviously you have this is your podcast which isn't a selfish thing it's your podcast that you want to talk about things that you want to talk about and have people who you want to bring on and there are guests that I would like to talk about and pick their brains on um and, and experts of different fields it all depends on what you're interested in you also want to have a story that people really want to listen to also so you have to be mindful of that as a podcast host um, so I agree those are something that I can absolutely relate to. As a being a hosting of a of a podcast, so with all the experiences you had, and yeah, had a lot of guests on. How have you evolved from starting a podcast? I think you maybe kind of hit on it, um, and getting someone to come on the like podcast to now. What are some things you learned and do differently to get guests on, or to reach out to guests uh, maybe more welcomingly or more uh, better? I should say, for lack of a better term.
1: I think it's really knowing your mission and knowing what you truly want to deliver, with your podcasts. Cause I think, um, I think with anything, like if you have mission, a purpose, like the values, values set strong right from the beginning, you, you will do well regardless or like mm. it's easier for you to force the right path. Like I think very early on, I think I have a good kind of idea of what I want to do already, but I think with each episodes that i do i find more and more kind of uh i guess uh, reason or like um evidence to back up that oh the purpose that i had initially it's something that i really should pursue and keep on at it and then if i could find guests that could well, um, help with those purpose then i reach out to them mm-hmm. so rather than be like oh I need to get a guest that will get me numbers, give me followers and stuff. But does it serve my purpose of like, oh, elevating uh, Asian voices or like uh, give a spotlight to like uh, Asian stories? Because I could, no, really like fish out of water, be like, oh, I'm going to interview someone that's not Asian or like (laughs) share Asian stories specifically. But they have millions of followers. I could get people to listen. But does that work for my purpose? No. And I can't do that. And I think- having that purpose or mission from the start will steer you away from making those choices.
0: Mm. I think that's super important. And I will say, at least for me, that's something that I had to do and figure out versus get that right away and, and have that information. I think a lot of things, of course, in life, you have to go through it to learn that amazing wealth of wisdom, even though older people might tell you until you really go through and you really understand what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, that, that's why for myself, at least in terms of my planning for the podcast, like I like to make it where there are seasons per se, like I'm now on my second season or I finished my second season, going into my third season. But like each season or like each block of episode I'm producing, there's a central thing that I want to work on. Uh. So then at least I know what I'm working on and like, focusing on and get better at if it gets better, then it's great. If it's not, I'll keep working at it. But like, with, like, for example, the first whole season was just my whole sole focus was just getting down to like learning how to edit, how to record, how to produce and like all the technical stuff per se are able to have an interview with someone and be yeah. natural or have like bring on guests and like, how do I do that? Because realistically, before when you just getting your friends just come on to talk yeah. to you it's like, yo bro come on come on the podcast we'll, we'll talk it up yeah but as you get on with actual having guests that you don't know there's a different way of approaching it and you have mm-hmm. to learn how to do it yeah and um that's what i did for season one for season two the thing main thing for me was the social media aspect building a presence on instagram at least for now and um getting more awareness, getting people more notice, or uh, people noticing it whether in different groups that I'm in for the podcast or not. The social media presence is important regardless of how much you like or dislike social media in your personal life. For the podcast, is very important. Yeah. Or you won't really reach out, be able to reach out to people, especially bigger guests if you don't have a social media following because they can't see like are you legit or are you credible? That kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why I worked on in season two. And then in season three, I will have a different goal, that kind of thing.
0: That's I never heard of that kind of approach, but that makes a lot of sense to me. And I love how methodical that kind of approach is. Like, okay, for this block of season, I'm going to focus on this and how I'm going to improve there. And next season, you kind of carry that over. But you also have another mission, uh, some sort of goal, objective to improve. And I really like that approach. Um, for me, I, I'm definitely the more rookie. And I'm just kind of going with the flow. I'm like, all right, this episode, I'm just going to go with that. I'm, this episode is going to be with that. But I will say I'm a lot more less structured because I started out with fitness type of a mindset in terms of my Instagram approach. But now I, I love podcasting. I love the fact that I can just talk to someone completely all the way across the world and just have an awesome conversation and produce it and just record it and put it out to the world so now I'm having guests from all different types of experts fields and different like that so maybe the listeners might be confused because I may have someone who's talking about their addiction to now talking about Asian culture so which is completely different aspects but that's just something I enjoy doing so but I think
1: for you it's still okay because I think part of what you're trying to do is also develop your own personal brand yeah. outside of the podcast. So right. if they're, they, they I guess, fan or a follower of you yourself, your brand, then whatever you talk about is fine. They yeah. might not be interested in it, but if they like <laughs> you enough, they will listen to what you have to say about a particular topic. But for me, I think it's a little different because I don't put myself in the forefront as much. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind it, but it's still not what I prefer to. Like the main thing for me, at least right now temporarily, because I don't see it as something that I want to become, but I haven't decided yet. For me, then it means that my podcast, the branding of it has to be consistent and share a similar thing throughout with at least all the episodes. Like it's, I'm lucky where I think people are, are warming to the idea of like all Asians are different. Every story is different. So it's yeah. worth listening to all of them. And if it's one that they might not be too interested in it, they might be inclined to still check it out. So I don't have to worry too much building my own person and be like, you got to listen to this rather the the podcast episode would hopefully be the convincing factor for people to tune in.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I've, That's two different ways about a podcast, and I love how you how eloquently you broke it down. Like I think mine, I'm more promoting. I guess what I'm trying to do and kind of what I'm interested in, maybe selfishly so. Uh, But you're very so goal oriented, mission focused on with the Asian, the the bring out the stories, the cultivation, the different cultures and different the experiences that different people go through. So maybe you cannot give away all the information, but can you give us a sneak peek in terms of what season three is uh, going to be about uh, and maybe a guest or two that you can maybe highlight?
1: Um, I will say this because um, with season three, I actually intended it where like a block, let's just say in a the month, there could be four episode release. Those four episodes, they're the guests that I have. We kind of would be talking about a similar theme, or they have some sort of uh, similarity. Right. They might they might not know each other at all, but yeah. then if there's similarities. Like it could be a topic that we're talking about, or the theme that we, we circle around. Like um, at least with season three, which will come out mid to end August, the block the first block of episode, I'm interviewing people about heritage language in terms of learning in terms of like them promoting it and in terms of teaching it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I focused on, uh, specifically East Asian language to start off just because that's what I know best. So yeah. I, I interviewed people that either, um, is promoting uh, Mandarin Chinese Cantonese, those kind of things where, um, I have one person that's, you know, uh, her whole business now is, you know, teaching, um, mandarin chinese to people online that kind of thing to people who are just promoting the 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 language or the culture as like no overseas um no people not necessarily a local person like all of them they're not local local people that are teaching the language it's right. like people grew up in the west so that's a different dynamic dynamic as well because often it's like oh people who teach you your heritage language they got to be the locals one right the local from that country but like as more and more uh, immigrants come, and then they have their children, those children learning their heritage language, and then they become more com- uh, motivated to like teach it to other overseas people. Then, yeah. So I have that, and also have a professor coming on talking about language learning and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So those will be the first block of episode. And then I have a, another block of episode that features... Well, more Southeast Asian or the South Asian peoples with stories that no, yeah. oh, because just because I want to make my podcast where no oh, because again most of the Asian narrative is again very East Asian
0: yeah it's
1: very oh Chinese Korean Japanese that's it yeah, yeah. so I want to like widen the perspective and uh, have more South Asian Southeast Asian and you know people that you know have interesting stories so and eventually i'll have another block of episodes where i interview specifically podcasters that have a podcast that features more like stories that are related to social issues meaning uh they bring in guests that are just talks about like uh, social issues around the world that kind of mm-hmm. thing or they, they're part of like uh, uh like a pro- non-profit kind of thing so yeah, talk about yeah, their yeah. experience that kind of thing but i think uh at the end of the day for season three, it's just me interviewing people that I want to learn more from. Yeah. Like whatever I find interesting. So it could be anything really random. But I think uh, season three, like I mentioned, like with season one and season two, I have goals I've set. But for season three, I uh, think the main thing would be making more professional in the sense, meaning mm-hmm. like everything I'm doing related to the podcast. It, if people see it from the outside, it seems like, oh, it's very well uh, uh, produced from yeah. all aspects, from social media to the recording to the guest to how I present the podcast to where it's like, oh, it's on Spotify. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a Spotify podcast, that kind of thing. Make yeah. it very like, where it's not, it's still a passion project, but I want to make it where people can have the idea that, oh, maybe this is a podcast where uh, the people doing it they're intending it to make it for like entertainment, for like mainstream kind of like consumption or for yeah. monetary reasons. That's the goal.
0: I really respect how your yeah, objective focus for each season, you almost have a, a, a goal. And I know this one might be a little bit more kind of more creative, the season three upcoming, but you still have a kind of goal in mind. I think for listeners, it's very helpful because you know what you're kind of getting and uh, why they're going kind to of go back to the content you're producing. Um, but I want to kind of for the maybe the podcasters that want to get into podcasting. What are some things that you wish you learned or wish you knew going into podcasting? Maybe like one or two tips that you learned. Oh, man, I wish I learned this before I got into podcasting.
1: Um, not necessarily what. I uh, wish I learned before I got into podcasts would more be like what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things would be like, no, you can record as much as you want that you don't release.
0: That's just true. That is true.
1: Like you can practice as long as you want. Yeah. Once, until you like figure out what works for you, what doesn't and what you like and what you don't like. Because I think I felt, pr- at least for me when I first saw I felt pressure to put out everything I record. Yeah, There could be some episodes where I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm saying I could have done something different with it or like it could have turned out different if I did ask them different question or something like that. But I felt like, oh, I still need to release it even though it's not up to what I hope it would end up. Mm-hmm. I just still release it because I, I don't want to disrespect the guests or anything like that. But I think you can learn, be like, oh, you can record as much as you want. And if you have guests, just let them know. It could potentially not... End up live for a while because I need to work on it. Yeah. And then until they'd be like, oh, where's my episode? That could, then you just keep making excuses like it. But like it, I don't think it'll get to the point where you really don't want to release it. Unless yeah. it's that bad. If it's that bad, they will also know and be like, they will understand, like, oh, maybe they should re- re-record or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very, very good. Cause like I think when you're first starting out, there's a lot of pressure to like You want to be perfect the moment you start you hitting that record button, but that is absolutely not real and also the expected to produce right away all those different things to record and publish everything that's that's the beautiful thing about podcasting especially if you're the producer and the host and you wear the both hats you have full control of what you say, what message goes out. Obviously, be respectful to the guest and the content they provide. Uh, but then you want to be uh, honest with them up front. Hey, like some of the information that maybe you discuss, like if you want me to edit it out, I will be more than happy to edit out. That's kind of like my policy. Like obviously, maybe they get so into the conversation, they say something they wish they didn't. And I, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, you said it. I'm going to put it on social media and it's going to go viral. I don't want to do that. Um, I want to be respectful of what they say and that their time for coming on too. So, um, but also I wanted to follow up with, if you can give advice to an up and coming podcaster who's, who's just starting out to make their podcast better, or maybe expedite the process or just make it a little bit more efficient when it comes to maybe scheduling or uh, uh, scheduling a guest or producing a podcast or some of the tools you use, what would you recommend? Um, for the first
1: part, like I would say to podcasters, like make sure you're doing it for a reason. Yeah. Like if there's no reason, then um, you don't need to go through all the hassle of like getting <laughs> equipment or like planning things out. You should just talk to your friends. <laughs> that, that, yeah. It's like not everyone needs to do it yeah. like, if they don't have a reason f- for it. And in terms of tools, I think there's nothing better than just you no know, keeping yourself uh, well organized, well planned, and stuff. Just uh, writing things down and um, planning things in, a, in advance. Like not necessarily writing th- your plans down, but at least have it in your head. Like, oh, I need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. What well, I need to hit, and like, I think goal planning is still really efficient. Like, you don't even, if you don't want to be that that type of like podcast where you really care about numbers. You don't even have to make number goals. Of course, me from like having like education in like the business aspect, you want to make goals that are specific, measurable, like attainable, uh, relatable, and like timely and stuff. But at the end of the day, if you want to just make goals that are really like just certain things you want to accomplish, that's fine as well. Like I do have number goals, but I don't put them as like high in priority as what I say as like my main objective, like, like the, Oh, the being able to produce or like the social media thing.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a great point. You want to, I think that's something we should talk about. You know, when we look at podcasts outside, like maybe for like Joe Rogan experience or something crazy, big, large podcast, we see the crazy numbers and the the financial uh, incentives that come with it. And some people, that's kind of the reason why they started. Um, But can you talk about understanding um, the pressures that come with like trying to get the numbers right away when you start a podcast and maybe like the negatives and the positives that come in? Obviously, there's some goals that you want to hit, obviously, that you talked about, but some of the negative aspects that could could come from it if that drives your sole focus of the podcast.
1: I think the first part would be where I want to say it's um, you can't expect to have a podcast and be like Joe Rogan or any other big podcast. They are the upper echelons of upper echelons in terms of top percent. Yeah. 99% of podcasts created these days will not reach those heights, not even close. And for those that are starting up because, oh, they think they can monetize it and stuff. well, Of course, with not a lot of numbers, listenership, you can still find a way to monetize, but that's very hard. Even like people with bigger numbers or whatnot, they could still struggle to get to monetization because it's not a very clear path. Just because you have 10,000 followers, that means you'll be monetized and not that kind of stuff, right? And then like you mentioned like chasing numbers. I think that that's the main crux of the question, like chasing numbers. Like you can chase numbers in the aspect of like, affects how you decide on things creatively create internal the creative side. Because I think if you chase numbers and you because of that decide, oh I'm not gonna do a certain topic or um I'm gonna talk about this topic only because it'll get listens then you're kind of messing up like the the vision your message and all that stuff and if you have solid fans from the start that followed you for those kind of stuff and you're straying away because of those number uh, factor then you might lose your uh, original fans and you might not actually end up getting those new fans that listen for those topics that you think that will like sell per se
0: yeah and i think you kind of alluded to it but being like knowing what, why you want to start the podcast and following through and being consistent, no matter how small and how large you get, you're kind of going into the game, understanding that you really are doing this for a sole focus. And I think we kind of know exactly why uh, you're in the, doing the podcasting. It kind of says it in the podcast name. Um, But can you talk about a little bit more about why it is so important for you to have that purpose mission in mind and why you want to start the podcast
1: oh yeah um i'm not sure if we had this recorded or 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 because we talked previously Mm. before we press you press record but like you mentioned like how oh i wish like the the podcast that i do what kind of asian are you was there when you were younger yeah it could have helped you like you're the second person that um mentioned it to me really yeah And that really, you know, it feels nice hearing that from people. Thank you for that first. But it's also like, yeah, I think I feel the same way about my own podcast. Like I wish someone had like this kind of material, this kind of content in whatever form. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be like TV, film that talks about these kind of feelings of like not feeling like too Western, too Eastern or like stuck in between. Or like it's a conversation about being Asian, especially if it's in an all-white neighborhood, or like <laughs> being the uh, ethnic minority there, and what, whatnot. Like I think there's so many Asians in the West that are struggling with like these kind of issues mm-hmm. that they don't see other people that they could go relate to, to learn from, to like hear from, to hear if oh, is there's a way to get out of this? Because I think. a th- a part of me just wants to uh, produce content that helps other Asians out there in the West, especially to feel less alone. Right. I think that's drives me the most because I think it's, it's a horrible feeling to have feeling alone, even though the internet is so big, you can find people of various backgrounds that re- you can relate to. And yet that the whole kind of identity issue, it still mm-hmm. makes you feel alone. And yet you have the internet to know find people that you know aligns with your values and you still feel alone i want to create content to stop you from feeling like that because i think that's a horrible and crappy feeling to have especially when you're growing up and you're trying to find out who you are that is true
0: yeah i think that's i love your mission i really do and like i said i really do mean it when i say i wish i had it because when i was going through when i was when i was younger now when i moved over here i felt like well man i wish i was not me that's to say i wish i was someone else i wish i was a part of the community how do i become that how do i do that how do i get what they have it was always about how do i do that or something exterior not oh i feel good about myself it was never that so and i really love the conversations you're having there um but yeah i mean i i just want to also just double down on how important it is To have your mission and why you wanted to do the podcast, because I think you already alluded to it, it's not easy taking the time to find the equipment, do the research on the podcast equipment, the tools to record and all those things. I know you can just record on your phone, but it takes something deeper for you to do it on a weekly basis or a seasonal basis or what have you. Can you talk about what drives you to continuously do the work into, in the podcasting realm and in the Instagram, Instagram realm because it is a lot of time to produce the art, produce the, the thinking, the scheduling of guests, scheduling of the podcast, how you're going to structure out the podcast. It takes a lot of time, especially editing. Oh boy, don't even get me started on editing. What drives you to continuously to produce in all different platforms?
1: I don't know, honestly. I think it's one of those (laughs) things where it's like, I find it where I really enjoy the conversations. And I think it's a little less awkward having these kind of conversations that I do have on the podcast when I'm able to just say, oh, it's for a podcast recording rather than like reaching out to random strangers (laughs) to talk about these topics. Like I could talk to my friends about these things, but not all of my friends are really have that kind of aptitude to talk about the issues that I end up talking with my guests. Yeah. Like not everyone's like that. Or like we won't always can get as deep as I do with the conversations. Mm -hmm. It's unique. The podcast, the podcasting space is so unique in the aspect. Like you could literally be talking to a stranger. Like maybe it's the first time you really have a long like face to face talk with them and you could have them open up to the point where no, they, they like, uh, at least it happened to me on a recent episode where that person was able to be so vulnerable that they they cried on the show.
0: Mm. Wow. So,
1: like, I can't say that I would I, I be able to do so, like, in a normal friend conversation. Yeah. At least I feel like it's less awkward for some reason. I don't think it's right, but like, it's less awkward for me to ask these questions on a podcast setting because I think, at least with a podcast setting, um, the other side or the guest is already knowing that they are willing to answer those questions. But if you're going to ask a random friend, just talk about these issues, you didn't really like prep them or you didn't really in advance tell them, oh, we're gonna talk about these things, right? So it's a different dynamic. And I think going back to what drives me to do this or like continue to do this, it would just be, I really like having my conversations with other people that are like-minded individuals that could teach me things Mm -hmm. because I learn a lot from it too so yeah and uh it's allowing me to like not only see their perspective but also open up my own self to like reassessing what I do in my life as well
0: especially with being able to reach out to different people and I I really want to go back to your point what do you think is about podcasting or just the term podcast that you can just go to a stranger essentially on Instagram like on the street hey this is for a podcast would you like to have a conversation the moment they say yes they are more willing to share and go into about their life or what, what the topic is and be passionate about it versus maybe just having a friend with a conversation and it's not as deep or something like that what do you think that is whether psychologically Cause I, I don't know, but the, the fact that you brought it up, it gets me fired up right now. It's the power of the microphone. <laughs> That's- it's, I think it's, it's just
1: the power of the microphone. And I think we are at a time, at least my guests that I have on, on uh, my podcast, they have been, I don't want to say silence, but they haven't been asked to express their thoughts, their feelings, their stories, their experience mm-hmm. for the longest time. And I think with this whole, Kind of Asian representation, stuff. it's beginning where we are allowing uh, famous Asians to share their stories. But with podcasting, it could be any Asian, yeah. it could be anyone that wanted to share a story. Then they could, whether or not a lot of people are tuning in to listen to those specific stories. That's another question. But at least it's out there for people to consume. And I think for a lot of the guests that I do have on my podcast. They just appreciate someone asking them about their question, understand their life. And if that allows their stories to be heard either by one person, 10 people, hundreds of people, that's good enough for them. Like, I think, I don't think there are, at least right now, I'm still not that big. So like, I don't think any of my guests are be like, with the intention, of like, Oh, wow. I'm going to have a lot of people follow me because of that. Or like really uh, like me because of, I appeared on a podcast. though no, they just want to share their stories.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's crazy what one microphone can do. Um, but also, I think it's underlining thing. Like you talked about, we didn't have a platform back in the day. It was always the TV networks, the movies, maybe the radio. But even radio was kind of going off. But now, in this creative environment, and I think it's the perfect segue to get in the social media maybe um but it gives everyone a platform with just a cell phone or a laptop something so simple that we have now so prevalent now you can get on the social platform and almost make it big whether it's tiktok instagram youtube all these different platforms that you have you have a platform to tell your story what whatever that may be you can get it off your chest and you can just talk to different people. And I think that's what intrigues people to say, Hey, I'm, I'm, doing a podcast. Would you like to talk? And they're very open to talk about it, but obviously with respect to your time, cause we're going over a lot of time. Uh, no, very are good. Um, I wanted to talk to you about stuff that you have talked in your past, uh, social media pros and cons from a creator aspect to the negatives of the, of a being a uh, social media And uh, pros of social media.
1: I I think, uh, sorry, a pro is just, it's so easy to get your message out. Mm -hmm. It's where you can just release content on social media and no matter where you do it, you're able to just push the message out. It's out there. But at the same time, there's a pro, but then the con would be, you can do it, but so can Millions, billions (laughs) of people do it at the same time, multiple times a day. And you just become one, of however many out there. And um, when there's so many things out there, you could become where you're just at the bottom of like the chain and no Mm -hmm. one will get to see it. So you're just literally shouting to the ocean at times. And it can feel like that. Another pro I could see would be like that. Uh, anyone with a story that's interesting enough can float to the top. Still,
0: that's true.
1: The comment that would be: there are still gatekeepers in a sense of, of deciding what is valued to be floating to the top. Gatekeeper, not necessarily like like there are people that be like, oh, judging like this is good, this is not good. But there's also like the whole concept of like the more people like certain things, then it'll flow to the top. But the, those people liking those stuff, it could be, you don't know what their taste is. Exactly. It could, like, it could be very very. And sometimes you, some things can go viral, but you just don't know why it goes viral. Yeah. There's no mythology to it. And as a creator, it's very hard to like, continue to create content to catch the wave if you really want to get viral. Like, I'm not really looking for that, what I am, but at the same time, I just don't have the mindset or capabilities yet to like crack it. And even if I crack it, that means you still have to keep going, doing the same thing or make sure you catch the next wave as well so that you don't get left behind being, and keep staying afloat.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very good point you highlight. Also, there's always going to be a negative and a pro to something, especially with social media, you, you kind of gave similar points, but you also gave kind of, there is a pro and a con to it. So my thing would be, it all depends on what your point of view is and what you choose to look at. So for me, I guess I look at the opportunity. I'm always from the mindset of like, my parents that never had a opportunity to talk about their voice or have, you know, stuff on YouTube they always were you need to work to provide for your family and you need to do it that way and it may be so far from what you want to do but to sacrifice um for the kids you got to do it and just make money whatever that form of means may be but for me i have the opportunity to pursue persis- pursue something that i truly want to do for the rest of my life like pocket i want to be a podcaster i want to do something like this for the rest of my life where almost like larry, uh, larry king right he's 98 or something like that crazy and he's still just talking to people and still expanding his knowledge and that's what he's doing for his main income and living to me that is the dream that to me that's amazing like i want to continue continuously to talk to interesting people like you and have that conversation and be that source of income as well as be a help to other people to whether it's you know I, i don't know increase their followers or something like that but elevate their voice to maybe somehow spread their message
1: yeah i think that that, that's a good kind of mindset to have and but it's it's tough because it's always someone telling you that no there's better ways of doing it how do you stay committed to doing what you want to do to succeed your own way because i think in your kind of journey to get to where you think you want to go, there'll be a lot of people telling you that's the wrong path or there's a better way or no, no, maybe you shouldn't do this, do something else. There's more lucrative opportunities. How do you like uh, remove all the white noise, remove Mm. the things that doesn't matter to get to where you want to be at. I think that's always what I'm thinking about. Like how do I get to where I want to be that straight path, Going into any mishaps and getting um, distracted or anything like that
0: in your ways how how do you do that how do you prevent the white noise and kind of stay focused on your lane and what you want to do i i think
1: it's a little easier for me now if you're just talking purely about the podcast because i think at this point i'm still not thinking about monetizing i'm still not thinking that i could like make a career out of it i'm still thinking it's still a passion project that I really like doing. So then it's a little easy to still stay on my path of like my mission, my, my yeah. values and stuff. But once like I could find a way to like monetize or like uh, produce like uh, a career out of it, which I, I don't oppose to, like I don't mind monetizing it or whatnot. But I, I'm, I'm having this difficulty now where when it does happen, I feel like I'll be in a crossroad. That whole thing of like, the white noise and stuff that that will come out but i haven't encountered that yet because i'm still relatively new and i still need to go a bigger following in my opinion to or at least even get better content wise to like then consider like monetizing or anything like that and i think monetizing is a goal but that it's not gonna be like the main priority for a very long time to come still
0: I think that is another crossroads. I haven't crossed that road either because I'm only on episode 13, but I think that is something that will, some struggles will have to come up and that's something that will come when you cross that road. But I always go back to your advice that you gave, know exactly why you want to do the podcast. And of course it might, that might change as you produce the podcast, but I really hold true to that because I really just want to do it because I want to talk to different people. Like, and I, that's never going to change for me. And I think that may be different from other people, but I think you have a very strong message. And I think at the core of it all, and I think it may be cliche as it might sound, that's what drives us to take the time to research what equipment we need to buy, how to edit continuously to edit and continuously produce the podcast and take our time out of it to do it. Um, And monetize or not, that's why we started it. Maybe that is a goal eventually to monetize it, but we're doing it even when we're not being monetized to, to try to produce great content, to highlight different voices and stay true to the mission or purpose you had when you started the podcast. So maybe that's not the, most ideal advice or answer to the how to remove the white noise but i don't know to me it's just like if you really enjoy podcasting and doing it for a certain reason hopefully that's a good enough reason to push you through all that white noise and maybe if it's not that might not be the purpose you were looking for
1: mm. and but then i'm also thinking like yeah, not think about like monetizing, just think about your mission and all that stuff that should be good. Enough. But at the same time, I feel like that could prevent you from like getting to the next level though. Mm. How so? Like monetizing isn't a bad thing because it could lead you to be able to get certain opportunities to certain things and all that stuff. So if you say, oh, all I'm going to care about is just no, keep talking to people. But unless you have other things that will put you into place where you're improving yourself, then you might not improve or like progress because if you always got to go with the mindset like oh i'm not going to monetize it i'm not going to make money i'm just going to do it for the hobby and stuff then there's no push for you to try to get better unless you have other outside variable outside factors that is pushing you to get better and improve Mm -hmm. but monetizing will do it because you then have this idea of like if i'm monetizing it means someone's giving me money and if someone's giving me money i need to perform a certain level so i need to get better and better
0: yeah I think that is very true. and I also will say it it also depends on the person if you obviously you're getting money and you're there's an expected service in return, certain performance you got to do and i understand. I definitely understand that. and I think each is to his own, but I guess from my thinking point and I'm sure it might be a little bit different, i hopefully the person that is paying me is paying me for something that I'm really doing on a consistent basis, something that they believe in me and already think I will do this. And they can already, they can already see me delivering or whatever they need me to do. So I guess that is my mindset. If someone company is entrusting me uh, with the performance or the, the content I provided and they already expect me to do that and, and kind of add in their touch customization for them. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I get what you mean, and yeah, but it's tough though. Like the whole creative versus monetizing, and like just how to approach it. Like, like no things not compromising your mission, your creativity, and yeah, I think I constantly struggle with that. Especially as I think, like, oh, eventually, hopefully, if I get big, or like no, get to a certain point where I can monetize, how do I do it in a way where it still holds true to the mission that I have? What do you think,
0: think, what expected challenges do you think you will come across? Obviously, it hasn't come across yet, but what challenges do you see right now?
1: I think it's where I, I have been already doing it, which is promoting, like, uh, cool business projects that Asian Americans have put out, like Kickstarters or whatnot. If I get to a certain point where I consider monetizing, then I might be considering Uh, like allowing business projects or business ideas or business, like any kind of business to come on and talk about their business. Right. But then if I'm monetizing, I want to give it as a fee or like I I'm receiving monetary compensation for it. Mm -hmm. But does that mean I'll take any kind of business that might not align? Well, let's just say I take some random business that's not even Asian owned. Mm. Does that work? Not really, but I'm getting paid. Or then if it's Asian-run, then is it right for me to do so? Because I want to support them. But if I want to support them, but I also want to be monetized, do I ask them for compensation? So
0: That is a a dilemma right there, right? So you are taking money um, from a business owner, but you want to support them. But I hopefully... I will say this, if it's a podcast that they want to get on, like your podcast and everyone should want to get on your podcast and you feel like you're at a point where you're able to bring a voice, I think it may be okay for you to take whatever the fee may be. Hopefully the fee is a lot in terms of interest and buzz that you can provide to them because of the platform you provide And Mm -hmm. maybe when you add a monetizing situation, you have a platform where you can provide substantial amount of value versus what you're asking them. Hopefully that Uh, is making sense. Mm -hmm.
1: I think another thing is like the market for sponsorships in terms of uh, on podcasts is still very predominantly not Asian focused. That's true so if i do ever have sponsorship opportunities it will be be selling things that might not you no know, relate to my demographic my demographic i'm pretty sure is still majority asians you no know, worldwide yeah so if i say random product that has no really relatability to my asian demographic does that make sense like i don't want to be one to be like oh i'm selling uh, new mattress or like pillowcase, <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Yeah. It, it's not relatable enough, but then I should be okay with it because I'm getting monetized by it. And there could be my, there could be audience in my, on my, uh, my podcast that wants those things.
0: That's true. But,
1: but it's still very much, you have to take the risk of like alienating your, Audience of like what you're truly doing.
0: Man, that is such a good, good thing, right? It's great that you're having all these maybe sponsors get to that point to want to get on your thing, but you also oh, have to no, just... I'm
1: nowhere close, but it's just me thinking. <laughs> yeah, of, hey. no,
0: yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. But like just that thought, right? Like, if you get to that point, how do you stay true to your mission and the thing that you always wanted to do versus taking on different things that may take your voice or have other people's input that may deter you from that mission. How do you balance that? How do you juggle that?
1: Like another example I have is just, I'm, I have now been getting hit up in terms of like people, whether individual or organization that are really pro Asian cause Asian American causes and stuff like, Oh, they want like spotlight or like some, some sort of like, no, uh, collaboration and stuff yeah it's nice but at the same time i feel like those opportunities could be actually uh like a monetized kind of opportunity but at the same time do i gauge whether this is good for me to just do because I, I support their idea versus oh this could be a money-making opportunity
0: are you saying like you seeing that as a money opportunity is a bad thing like that you think there's a dilemma there is this like a moral thing right there
1: yes in a way but more is like how do i differentiate between something that i'm supporting fully versus something that i would consider monetizing and be like oh i could help you gain visibility if you pay a certain fee right because right now if say a business with a business owner wants to talk to me on my podcast and to share their thing I have done that already. So, but then I didn't ask them for any compensation or anything like that. Right. But if I want to monetize, that's something I might have to consider doing because businesses got the, <clears throat> the budget, right?
0: I agree. So let me, how about I tell you this way? So if you are, I like this game of chess that we're playing. This is kind of fun. Um, so if you are at a point where you're monetizing, maybe let's say, and you have a large enough platform, would you be doing this full time? Or would you be doing something else that maybe would, that would provide a primary source of income? Because if it is, you're doing full-time, you will need essentially the, the fee or the, the money that you bring in to support what you're doing, to kind of prolong and also invest. In order for you to promote a larger message and larger platform and continue to expand on your message, you would need that money obviously to live, of course, and to maybe get a new podcast equipment, new studio, and have more in-person things, improve the product or service that you're doing uh, in that way. So that that would be my kind of rebuttal to that.
1: I think you raise a good point. And I think it's, again, like I mentioned, I'm very far away from actually getting to that point. Yeah, but I think it speaks to like my goal in terms of like where I want to bring this podcast. I think you asked me like, what's the goal of my podcast? I think the podcast the podcast will still remain where the goal the sole goal is so to you no, know, continue telling Asian stories, making sure they're elevated, they're highlighted, amplified, and validated. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think I like doing this enough where I want to monetize it and I want to make it a career thing. And I want to make it as big so I could make a living out of it, but also be able to do what I want to do, which is to share these Asian stories. But I think it also kind of be maybe an ego thing, or it's just me really believing that this is something that could work. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's just something I really want to work towards.
0: I will say the fact that you are already having this moral dilemma and sort of this questioning when you get to that point, I think you're already in the right mindset and the purpose means that much to you, that big to you. I think you will, whatever decision you make in the future, I think you will make the right one because I already see, like you're already contemplating this when you're this, when you're like not monetizing it. So you're going to be very aware when you're monetizing or when you have the opportunities that you will get in the near future. And I believe in you. I think you will make the right call whatever that may be you'll have a lot of thought put into it and you'll make the right call hopefully that serves both you and the asian businesses asian voices that you're going to be supporting the right uh, the right way
1: yeah I, I think yeah um hopefully we'll see but yeah again like i mentioned it's still very far away at least <laughs> i don't i don't I, I see this being a patching project that will take a while before it really hits software like Oh, I'm gonna rely on it to to um make a living on that stuff. I think podcasting is so a fun thing for me to do that I'm willing to put in X amount of effort just, you know, to you know, put it up to have people listen to it and hopefully learn something and be inspired from it. And I'm I, it's the same to you and what you do because mm-hmm. it it's we're not getting paid from it. We're we're I don't wanna say we're losing money, but we are losing money by like sure our commit our commitment to like releasing episodes and uh, microphone equipment all that stuff and the time you put in that you know even though you're doing it during the time that you're not working but at the same time time is money as cliche it is so you could do other things that could make you money or things that you really like more doing but you're spending time doing your podcast and uh the podcasting is very individual thing that you do you're unless you're got build up and like monetize and have a team, it's still very solo effort.
0: Yeah. It will. And it will be for like that for a while, you know, until you get that monetization and you're able to kind of hire different people and build your team around you. But until then, you're going to have to do everything that a podcast will require, the editing, the scheduling of guests, the construction of the... The, the model of the platform, the designing of the logo, the putting it on the Spotify and to using, researching a lot of different things. Even before everything, it's researching. But we just ran through two hours right now and we could do a lot more, especially talking to you. To wrap it up, how can the people find you and support you and really get more about the Asian voices, Asian businesses that they can support? What is the best way to reach you, to listen to you?
1: Well, uh, before I do that, I want to just thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for letting me uh, talk for two hours and <laughs> thank you for just, you know, reaching out and let's you know, uh, sending this up really appreciate it. And uh, it's been such a great conversation learn a lot from you. And i um, really happy to see other podcasters doing what they like and you know, supporting one another and you're doing a great job. And for those that have been listening to the past two hours and want to hear me talk more and other asian voices talk more about their stories their experience and whatever that uh drives them motivates them inspires them and all that stuff you can check out what kind of asian are you podcast conversations about being asian you can find it on spotify apple music amazon iheart radio all those kind of main streaming platforms you can follow the uh the podcast on Instagram at What Kind of Asian Pod really helps if you uh, follow it, so that you know the numbers goes higher, then more recognition and you no know, opportunity to get bigger guests, all that stuff. And uh, if you're interested in hearing more about the creative creator, cr- more creative people and their creator stories, and like uh, uh, people talking about dope creative stuff. Check out Never Jaded Pod. Again, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. And check out the Instagram at Never Jaded Pod. It's the podcast I do with my friend Robin. And we just talk to various creatives about their craft, their journey, their hustle, their grind, and uh, their, their products and what they create. It's really nice. We shout out really cool people doing great things. Definitely check it out. And yeah, thank you again for this opportunity. It's been great.
0: Yeah, a hey, that was so well put. And guys, you know when you're in the car or anything like that, you have that time. And you can be listening to podcasts. Trust me, you will not go wrong by listening to Kyle's podcast. It's really, really insightful. I love the conversation uh, that they have on the podcast. And it's not just insightful; it's it's funny too. Uh, so trust me. If you have uh, time, listen to Kyle's podcast, maybe throw my podcast on too while you're at it. (laughs) Um, But that is it for episode 13. Thank you very much, everybody.